for this. The Sentinel Times in Gippsland do an absolute incredible job of sport and in particular football throughout the Gippsland region. And joining us now from the Sentinel Times is Aidan Box. G'day Brad, how are you going? Great to be here. Mate, I'm fantastic. It's been a a couple of big weeks of footy since we last spoke. Darlston have dropped from second to fifth and your mob, Inverloch Kongwak, are still yet to taste defeat. Yeah, so pretty interesting for those two teams uh, from the Basque Coast. Obviously, IK just playing that pristine footy once they get their wheels going and get that ball moving in motion, they're pretty hard to stop. And I I did notice on the weekend, uh, having reported on the game against Kura, that they try to sort of employ the same thing that Dalson did in terms of playing aggressively, playing to that line and try and get in their heads. I've seen a lot of teams enforce that against the Seagulls, but I'm yet to see it pay off. Uh, there was another sort of part in that game on the weekend again where the ill-discipline sort of cost Kuiwira up um, a few goals. Uh, it cost both sides a few free kicks, but I think when you're playing that edge and you play that way against IK, it clearly isn't working at the moment. So that poses a question to maybe this week. I know they'll be under the pump, but uh, potentially Bunyip could go about it a different way. Uh, and then the other contending teams may have to go about contending with IK a different way uh, because that one clearly isn't working for mine. Uh, and then Darlston's a really interesting one. Obviously, as you mentioned, they sat in second last time we spoke and they ran IK pretty close. However, they just got run over in the end, which is, I think I mentioned at the time, was one of their main problems, uh, just running out games and um, the aggressive way they play uh, can cost them. And it almost did against Garfield the the following week. I called that game and the Stars are really good. They're quickly becoming everyone's second favourite team, I reckon. Uh, They play really good footy. Paul Carvers has got them playing the right way and they almost upset Dalston. Uh, but they were just too strong in the end, the Pies. But I think they're, they've slipped down to fifth now. And I wanted to bring up after their game on the weekend, in which they looked absolutely superb, Kilcoyne Navas are sort of chasing down their tail. And both teams have got a very similar next three. Uh, I think they both play the likes of Nanagoon, Warrigal and Coralin, which are all teams around the same area in the ladder. So absolutely blockbuster month coming up. Uh, and I think the Pies are still still eligible for those finals that sixth spot, but they need to improve. They haven't got too many injuries that I know of, so they need to start taking a scalp or two, uh, and that could start this week against the Seagulls. Yeah, very interesting round of games coming up with the next fortnight. Now, uh, Warrigal, I called them on the weekend against Coraline, and the question I pose to you now is Warrigal's finals chances shot after that 42-point loss. In the next two weeks, they play... Uh, sides either side of them, Garfield and Kilcunda Bass. They're six points in arrears right now of that top sixth position. Do you think they're shot or can they still make the finals? Yeah, they're about as interesting as it gets for me this season. Um, sometimes I, I did think on the weekend of, at, at a time whether last year was a fluke or not, um, making it all the way to the prelim and losing by kick, obviously. Because this season, obviously, we, we both called the game uh, at Inverloch, uh, that was pretty embarrassing for them. I thought that bounced back. Uh, they're still young, I understand that. They've got a lot of good players, but just looking at the list they've been playing with, they don't change too much. They don't have too many massive outs. So you just, I think the whole league expects them to be 
achieving a bit more. So everyone feels like they're underachieving this season. But for mine, they need to get a wriggle on. I mean, they really should be defeating both Garfield and Kilcunder Bass. Um, and if they do so, they still have a fair bit of work on their hands. They've they've got a big month coming up after that as well. They've still got to play a lot of the teams in the top four at the moment as well. But it's not past them. I think if they go on that stretch as they did last season where they started playing some really exciting footy. They had a great mix of aggression, but uh, slick ball movement as well. Uh, and they've got some really exciting forwards um, as well as some strong defenders. However, uh, yeah, they, they can't really afford really another mistake. And as I mentioned before, the Stars play some great footy. Their defence is really sound, apart from, you know, their only average age was 21 when I last called them against Dalston. So it's a pretty impressive feat for them. And then Kilcunder Bass, who I called on the weekend, they, they're underachieving themselves, if, if you ask me. I'm sure uh, Coach Lee Rowe won't mind me saying that too much. They've got a couple injuries themselves. But watching them on the re- weekend, I know that they may have been playing Karen who are another young side with only the one win, but just looked like it looked like finals football. It looked like uh, the football that a team in the top four will be playing. And I've said it to a few people on the weekend. I think I said it on the call as well. And I, I want to put it on record that Nathan Foote and Dale Gawley are just about as good as it gets in terms of a ruck and uh, number one midfielder combo. They are outstanding. So I think they'll really take it up to Warrigal. They've got a big game against Nanagoon this week, Kilcarnabas. But for the Dusties, uh, I think they're capable. But much like Dalston, they need to start taking some scalps and really gain momentum from that if they are to steal that spot in the finals once again. Yeah, I think they have to win both, to be honest. I think they have to beat Garfield and Kilcunder to be any sort of chance. And the interesting thing during the week, they have advertised for a new senior coach. So Harmit Singh uh, actually spoke with the club a couple of weeks ago and told them on the quiet that he'd be moving on. So... Uh, they are looking for a new coach. So that's the next question. What happens in now, right in the mid-season, they're sitting eighth, they're six points out, they know their coach is going. You know, what happens there? Yeah, it's such an interesting one because it's a lot like, you know, the professional leagues in that way where once you get to that spot where you sort of can't make finals, what do you do? Do you just really start playing a lot of your under-18s kids? Do you, do you get some games into people that, you know, have been working really hard for them and not really mind about results? Or do you really push for that final spot? But I think that what they should do and what I would do if I was um, the Dusties at the moment is just really fight for that spot. And if you miss out by a couple of games, that's fine. But we see what they did last season. They obviously defeated Inverloch Conwack, who were one of the fancies last year and got all the way to the prelim after finishing, I believe it was sixth or fifth, potentially. So all they have to do is get in, if you ask me, because they're one of those teams that thrive off momentum and you know they can produce something really special, even with a hint of it. So it's a tough one. I think you're right when, when you find out that your coach is uh, heading off mid-season, you know, before the halfway point, that can really sting you, especially with such a young list as as they've got, but I, I mentioned it when, you know, the Inverloch game, they've improved every season. So I guess they can kind of be excused if they don't improve this season because they have done for every year they've, since joining the league. But I, I still have a little bit of belief in them that they can find that football and steal that sixth spot. And if they do so, I wouldn't be surprised if they surprise some people. 
Yeah, uh, he will coach the rest of the season out. And I think that it's a very, very good job for a coach because they have got one of the best junior programs going around in the district. They're very well set up off-field as well, so I think it's a really good job. Hey, another thing I wanted to touch on was Coraline's forward line. Right now, they are starting to click. You've got Nathan Gardner, Ryan Gillis, Matt Ryan, and then any midfielder that rotates through that area, they're starting to kick goals. And Ryan Gillis was really good on the weekend. He kicked his three, but had his hand in a few others as well and set up Nathan Gardner. And a couple of weeks ago against Nanagoon, he did the same thing. He's setting up. He plays with a lot of energy. That right now is causing some headaches. But, gee, they're going to be tested this week against Phillip Island's defence. Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty mouth-watering, actually. They always play really close games. I did a story last year with... Um, one of our legendary umpires, um, and he, he well, some of his favourite games was just Coraline and Phillip Island. I guess when the dogs were up winning flags and uh, Coraline obviously contended for one at the time as well, they always just seemed to play. Nathan Hardness just last year was great, but this year I think he leads by, you know, 12 or 15 goals. So he probably won't be caught for the league goal kicking, but he's just special. And then you mentioned as well Gillis, uh, obviously, you know, he was massive a couple of years ago. They just combined so well. They played a lot of footy together as well, which probably helps. Uh, and the coverages know exactly how to use them both. Uh, and you mentioned off the top that their midfield's really strong as well. They're really powerful and can kick goals as well. So it's going to be a massive game between them and Phillip Island. But I was going to mention, uh, yeah, today that I genuinely think Coralyn are the uh, greatest dark horse. If you're going to ask me, Outside of the obviously the two top contenders in IK and Turin and Delmore, does anybody else have a chance? And I, I would tell you, Coralyn do. I know they've had a few upset losses, obviously losing at home to Dalston, uh, but once they get going, they're just they're so experienced and they know exactly what to do and how to play in big games. So I wouldn't be surprised if they take it right up to IK in a couple of weeks, and I wouldn't be surprised if even if they finish third, if they they. Uh, are really damaging in the finals uh, because they're just one of those teams that people sort of discount. I think last year they, they had a few big losses to start the season and they weren't really looking at finishing inside the top three. And then I think they finished fifth, but they knocked off Nanagoon in the first final. Everyone realised, yeah, well, this is Coraline. They're still, they're still Coraline, the Coraline that we know. So for me, I think they're, yeah, they're a massive team to look out for this year. Uh, especially at home, they seem to play really well and they've just got that belief. I think they've got a few young guys coming through as well that are really good. Their defence has been great for years. And then that forward line, how, how do you really defend it? Because, I mean, Gardner can, you know, he can do it all. He can jump on your head. He doesn't miss too often. And then Gillis is just so powerful as well. So for those sides in the comp that aren't too sure about their defence, I'd be pretty worried. But uh, you mentioned, yeah, Philip Island this weekend. That, that, that'll be an absolute blockbuster. Yeah, Coraline uh, were very good again on the weekend. And, and up back, uh, Matty Briggs has had a good season. Peluso had a job against Nanagoon on Burgoyne, did the job, kept in goalless, and then on the weekend he had the job on the dangerous Mason McGarity and kept him to one. And that, he only got that one when Peluso was on his rotation in the bench. So uh, they are really hard to going to be hard to beat on with you. I reckon they're the real smoke in the other one to really look out for at the moment. I know he's been around a while, but geez, he caused some trouble for Warrigal on the weekend. He was my best on ground was Will Thomas 
in the ruck. Just a superb ruckman that gives his uh, players like Machaya and Nathan Gillis just an armchair ride through the middle. So I'm with you. I reckon they're going to be the big surprise. Now, round nine coming up this weekend. Let's go through these games and uh, get some tips. Dalston sitting fifth are at home to Turidan Delmore sitting second. That is, it's a massive round, but I think I've, I've written it down as that one could potentially be the most important game so far this season. Uh, I mentioned it could be a fight between, obviously, Nana Goon uh, and their fellow rival in the Bass Coast, Kilcunda Bass, Dalston, for that sixth and fifth spot. The Seagulls have been not themselves this season after what was, you know, almost perfectly dominant season in 2022. They're not kicking very straight, and I've been saying to a few people I know down there that that will start to cost them. And Dalston, another positive for them is they don't have too many injuries. They've got a lot of young guys coming through that are really playing their role. Uh, Young Jackson Foon did pretty well on the weekend. Max Connell's been playing some good footy, and then they've obviously got massive mids in the middle in Hallahan. Doove's playing well, and they're going against you know the likes of McAffer and and Big Peeper right in the middle going up against uh, Kurt Thomas. So. It's it's going to be a great game. I think Dalston got a bit shocked on the weekend against Phillip Island uh, after that giving up that fast start. But if Dalston win this one, then I think they show everyone that they're going to be there in September. Uh, and the Seagulls will be confident they can come down and get the job done. But for them, it's really important because they need this win to stay in touching distance of IK because you think you book them in for the win against Bunyip this weekend. So yeah. it's a massive game either way. So who are you going? Oh, it's a tough one. I think Dalston have have the tools to do it, and I think they'll get really fired up uh, at home, being at home. But I think the Seagulls will get over the line. But it'll be a close one. Yeah, Turret and Dalmore for mine. And don't forget, we will be talking with their reigning premiership coach, Lockie Gillespie, later on in the podcast. So yeah, Turret and Dalmore for mine. Inverloch Congwax sitting on top. This is uh, going to be a big day for Bunyip. They're sitting last. Uh, I spoke with Noel Mollison on SEN Gippsland last weekend, and I still like what they're doing, and they're building that uh, club, and they know where they're at, and it's all about just longevity and making sure that they've got a place for these kids to go. So, Inverloch for mine over Bunyip. Yeah, it's a long way to go. Uh, for them, it's going to feel a lot longer. I've got Inverloch by considerable margin. Yep. Karen Barabina are at home to Kui Rup. Now, I said in the uh, top of the podcast that four of the six games are between sides sitting alongside of each other. So the next four games that we're going to talk about are exactly that. Karen Barabina sitting 11th, take on Kui Rup sitting 10th. I love to pick the Giants. I called them on the weekend. And when they did have the footy, which wasn't often because of the dominance of the Panthers, they look really good. Paul Fermanis has got them all playing for him. Uh, and they just fight for each other. But they've just been underdone once again by injury. They had a few concussions on the weekend and another knock to one of their players in Zach Walker. So I think, unfortunately, they won't have the bodies on the field to get it done. Otherwise, I would have picked them. But I've got to go with the Demons in this one. Yeah, I'll go the Demons, but gee, they can hurt you with your tips because they are so inconsistent at the moment. But I will give them one last chance. Nana Goon at home, sitting sixth, take on seventh place, Kilcunderbass. I really think that this is a game that Kilcunderbass can win uh, on the weekend. They play themselves into such good form. But the thing I would be silly to not mention is they had a massive lapse in the third term where they only kicked one goal after two consecutive nine-goal quarters to start the match. 
and the Giants were all over them really in that quarter. So against a, a contending team like Nargoon, they're going to have to play a four-quarter game. So if they do that, I would pick them, but I just don't have the confidence uh, with it being at Nargoon that the Panthers can get over the line. So I'm going to have to pick the Goon at home in this one. Yeah, I'm going to go to the Goon, and I'd like to see, I'm not too sure how far away Trent Armour is, and hopefully it's this week, but they've been missing him through the middle of the captain. But I'll go Nana Goon. Now, this is the big game of the weekend. They're seeing Gippsland game of the day in the live stream game. Phillip Island sitting third, take on Coraline sitting fourth. This is, this is as tough as it gets for me. Uh, as I mentioned, they always play close games. Um, and they just—it's just not a rivalry, but they always just seem to contest the footy really well across the ground. There's names you could go on for days about all the matchups, uh, and I actually have no idea who to pick here. I think Phillip Island played themselves into some good form last week against a team that was—I uh, you know, I would have picked to contend with them on the weekend. Uh, it is on the island, which is a big trip for Coraline, but. I think they can do it. I think the Cobras can get over the line in this one. I think it'll be under 10 points, but that'll really get them going in season 2023. Yeah, it's it's a real di- – I'm with you. It's a real difficult one to pick this. As we spoke about earlier, Coraline's forward line of Gardner, Ryan Gillis and Ryan at the moment are doing really well. But Jack Taylor kicked four last week, uh, for the captain for the Bulldogs and – then the, you've got Woodfield and Blake, and <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just. It, it, then you've got Billy Taylor at the feet. It's absolutely, as you said earlier in the podcast, mouth watering this game. Really looking forward. I'm going to tip Philip Island, but you know what? It's going to be under a goal, I reckon. The last game for this. Sorry. Sorry, just before you go into the last game, I should mention as well for the Island something that's really helped them this season. It's just a little thing that I've noticed is the, their ability to give. Cam Pedersen arrest because of the form of Daniel Burke returning from a hip injury. He's really been able to chop him out in the ruck and Daniel's playing some good footy himself. So that's a real luxury for them, being able to give Ped a bit of a rest and he doesn't have to take all the ruck contests anymore. And that will be an enthralling uh, task too for the big fella Billy Thomas, him and Pedersen going at it. It should be uh, worth the the fee to get in on itself. Warrigal Industrial sitting eighth. Take on Garfield sitting ninth, and probably this means more to any team in the competition right now, being the Dusties, they need a win. I think the Stars really take it up to them. I mentioned before, Paul Carvis has got them playing some great footy. They play in the right way, and they're building really well, but this is the Dusties' last chance, effectively their last chance if they want to push for another finals berth. So you'd think they'd have to win this one. I won't pick against them, uh, but I'll be... You know, I'm very interested to see the result at the end. Yeah, going to be very, very interesting. I'm going to go to the Dusties, uh, and they need to win it just to keep their slim final chances alone. Before I let you go, just go through the leading goal kickers. Hey, Nathan Gardner sitting on top, 18 clear. He's on 49 from Taylor Gibson from Kilcunda Bass on 31. There's a couple there on 22 in Toby Marnie from Inverloch Congwack and Stuart Scanlon from Turden Delmore. And then the two boys from Dalston are next, Mason Storr and Blake Carew both on 21. Mate, thanks very much for your time. I'll see you at the footy on Saturday because we're calling the same game. Should be an absolute ripper. Thanks, thanks, Brad. It was an absolute pleasure again, mate. Have a great weekend. All the best to all the teams in the West Gippie competition this, this weekend.